the national champion is clad in and big on. orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 
can't, can't Georgia, see the question mark out there. <laughs> so they took care of business against UAB in Athens, uh, 49-21. Uh, Alabama, uh, you know, they – I have to give them some credit. I, I think they played – I think they played relatively well. Uh, their defense played great to hold a Lane Kiffin offense uh, to 10 points. Um, is commendable. Um, first half was like probably people thought was pretty tight. And then in the second half, the defense took control. Um, there was a punt block during the game. There was the defense put the offense in some good situations. You know what I mean? I mean, and that's back to the complimentary football that everybody talks about. And that's what you have to do, right? Coach. I mean, if if your offense is not totally 100% clicking like it should and moving up and down the field on other teams, your defense has to take the initiative, get the offense in good field position and put them in the right position to score. Yeah. You, you want, Basically, what you want to do as a defense is put your offense in a situation where it doesn't depend on the quarterback, especially in their situation right now, where it doesn't depend on the quarterback to win the game. Right. He can turn around, hand it off. He can play action pass when the running game's working, and that's eventually what they did. They were able to uh, reestablish the, their their dominance in the running game, and uh, you know, Ole Miss would just wasn't be you know just wasn't able to to, to handle that yeah. onslaught. So, um, you know. It, it was a good game. They 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 did what they had to do, sure. and, and it was very methodical and uh, not the not the flash and dash that I think the, the, and I think, the Alabama fans are used to seeing. But this is more of what they're going to be for this year. It's, and I think overall, if the if a poll was taken among Alabama fans going into that ball game before the ball game started, I think a lot of them were. Not, some not totally confident. Yeah, there was they, some worry about it. Even though Alabama was a seven-point favorite, I get it. But, you know, a touchdown in football is really not that much of a of a difference as far as winning or losing a ball game, in my opinion. But, I mean, I think a lot of Alabama fans were apprehensive about going into that ball game and what the outcome was going to be. And I think now they're kind of uh, wiping the sweat, whew, wiping the sweat off their brow. And uh, it's time to move on to yeah. Mississippi State. Yeah, now you know. we can get on with what we're supposed to be doing. Now, um, number three in the country, which was Texas, took care of business. They're 4-0 now, took care of business at Baylor. Baylor's 1-3, 38-6. Um, and number four, and we're going to talk about this a minute. You might want to turn down your – well, number two, Michigan took care of Rutgers 31-7. to um, Again, another should should have and, and did. Okay. Now, the Florida State-Clemson game, number four Florida State was at Clemson. And I'm just going to tell you right now, folks, um, Dabo, Dabo Sweeney screwed that ball game up. And I, if, if you just listen to me for a second, I'm going to tell you why. Uh, first of all, he the Clemson Tigers, they played a heck of a ball game. 30, they lost 31-24 in overtime. But they they were, you know, even though the line was yeah, Clemson getting a point or two at home from Florida State, you know, Clemson, the way they've played this year, you know, they they, they were really the, the a bigger underdog than that, I thought, going, Should have been, this, yes. going, going this ball game. Uh, Vegas, Vegas had it pegged about right. I mean, they got to overtime. Uh, Clemson was just a, a – Point and a half, a two-point underdog to Florida State. 
Vegas is about to make a lot of money because I know a lot of people bet Florida State thinking Clemson was terrible. And that's ultimately Florida State won by seven, 31 24 in overtime. But the play calling by Dabo Sweeney and whoever his offensive coordinator was was pathetic right at the end of overtime. They threw that long lateral wide receiver step back uh, hitch that you call it, coach, kind of behind the line of scrimmage. From the 11-yard line on 31, he gets tackled for no gain. Fourth and one, they decide to throw the ball again. I mean, and, and it goes incomplete or gets knocked down, and the ball game's over. That's it. And in between those two plays, Dabo, you see that they show Dabo running out on the field and holding up one finger. You can read his lips, and he's hollering, one yard, one yard, that's all we need is one yard. Well, Coach, if that was the case, then he should have run the damn ball on third and fourth down to get that one yard, keep them alive in overtime, and give his team a chance to win. But because of his offensive coordinator and him allowing those plays to be called and run, Clemson lost that ball game and did not give their their team a chance to win in overtime. Well, there's there's a signal there that he doesn't trust his line or his backs to get that yard, and so he felt like he had to throw it. That or and, and coaches are guilty of this. He outthought himself and thinking, okay, they're all everybody's expecting a run. We'll we'll throw, we'll throw it. it instead and 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 make the big play, the okay. big splash play. Try to be a hero or try to be the hero, win the game, you know, win well, the I mean, game they, on fourth down, Clemson. all that stuff. Coach, they're uh, Clemson. They've got you know they've got a four or five star running back or two or three of them in the backfield yeah. to try to get that Again, one yard. You, you, I don't. You get don't situations care. where coaches outthink themselves. They outthink themselves, you know. As we were talking about off, uh, you know, before the show, uh, you know, Pete Carroll did the same thing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch just run it. Yeah, you know, just, just run the a damn year, ball. A, a, a yard and a half to win the Super Bowl, and he decides to throw a slant pass and gets it intercepted, which stops, you know, kills the game. Uh, and he had, you know, he had by far the best running back at that, you know, at that stage yeah. of the game, and. Uh, Again, sometimes coaches just outthink themselves. In, instead of, you know, they're my 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 coach was always uh, just saying just uh, just just dance with the one to bring you. <laughs> Absolutely, how <laughs> you, know? you get there? Well, number uh, six, Ohio State survived at South Bend, seventeen fourteen final, and I mean they scored on a last second touchdown run literally uh, <laughs> as as their uh, running back fell across the goal line on with the ball on the goal line uh my Heisman trophy candidate Sam Hartman uh for Notre Dame was 17 for 25 uh set almost 70% completion rate for 175 yards one touchdown no interceptions and a quarterback rating of 140 um I mean that was I mean, <laughs> that was a classic. It was a it was a knockdown drag out fight literally to the end. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and it, uh, it, it his counterpart probably a pretty it, it, no probably it was a very entertaining game to watch. His counterpart, uh, Mr. McCord for uh, Ohio State was 21 for 37 for 57%, 240 yards, no touchdowns, no intercepts, no interceptions with a quarterback rating of 111. So uh, I'm not sure if uh, that doesn't help Sam Hartman's Heisman Trophy uh, odds, but it's a little still early. It's, yeah, it's, it's still a little early in the season. Early. Notre Dame has a, has a lot more games you're, ahead you're of them. You're getting out of that window where that loss won't hurt you. You know, after after this week, 
the lo- those losses will hurt you a lot. Michael Penix Jr. and number seven Washington took care of California, fifty-nine to thirty-two. That's uh, tough for any of you math people. That's ninety-one points scored in that game. It went way over the fifty-five total. Um, USC uh, went to Arizona State. Their USC is four and zero, and they won four, by 42 28. They did not cover the thirty-four. Um, so there's a you know there's just a this past weekend, like we mentioned, there were so many good games to watch. They, I kept, they were kind of on at the same time. I mean, I, you know what I mean? You, you're flipping back and forth. Now, I have YouTube at home, and we're not sponsors of YouTube, mm-hmm. but I have YouTube TV. I stream it, and that's how we do it. Now, YouTube, Coach, is if there's multiple games on TV yeah. – They'll put it in a quad screen. You'll have four. You can watch four games. You can watch four games at once, which is awesome. Now, if there's six or seven games on, they'll actually mix them. You can actually pick, choose from different mixes of those ball games, which is, I mean, that's that's terrific. That's so we were kicked back watching. It's it hard and, enough to concentrate on one or two games, let alone four at a time. I know. And, you know, my dog Carl was wanting to go outside, and I just hold it, Carl. Hang on a minute. You know, give me a minute. He was. Uh, he, you have to be careful Carl, about that because he'll, you know, he'll oh, finally the, decide not to all over the your way, carpet. By the way, today's Carl's first birthday. He was born nine twenty five last year. So today, happy birthday to Carl today. And uh, but uh, so as we move forward here. I in the gambling world, um, this past weekend, I got some things right and I got some things wrong. Um, Boise State, uh, on Friday night, I, I mentioned that all the state teams, and matter of fact, all the state teams uh, did not cover Friday night. But I did have Ohio State. They ended up pushing that game. I had uh, Auburn to upset A&M, and A&M took care of business. I thought Auburn would show up a little bit better in that game. I had Georgia Tech upsetting Wake Forest, which they did. And I had Utah over UCLA, which wasn't even a ball game. I mean, it was – UCLA couldn't even score. And when's the last time you heard of a UCLA team not being able to score? I mean, that's ridiculous, right? I mean, it's – so. Then um, there's, the, there's the other West Coast game that the, everybody's – and what are you, you know, referring to, Coach? Yeah. What are you referring to? Mr. Flash and Dash <laughs> had a dose of reality. <laughs> the real world came crashing through, uh, and uh, his his team, of course, you know, again, he he had lost his, his one of his big guns for for a couple of weeks, and uh, but Oregon just pretty well. You know, yeah, I mean, put, it, put put the throttle on them and, and just said. Yeah, you know, I think that final's forty two to six. I Oregon was, over over Coach Prime yeah. Time and Company. Did you see the uh, clip of uh, the Oregon coach's pregame speech? Uh, the pregame yeah. speech? No, I did not. The, the pregame speech. He's you know, of course he's. Oh, was that when he said we, this is decided not in the headlines but well, on the he grass? Said they're playing. I mean, he said, they're playing for clicks. We're playing for wins. He says there's a big difference, and let's go show them what it is. And they did, and they did. It was, uh, I mean, it wasn't even it was it was never even in in the battle. I mean, yeah. I mean, of course, he was smart. Close. He was smart, but he didn't say that until right before the game, and he said it to his own team. You know, before Dion could twist it into anything else. Right after the game, I thought uh, Sanders did a pretty good job of accepting. He said, "Hey, we we got we got our backsides kicked, okay. you know." And, and he goes, "But you better do it now." 
And I think he goes, and he goes, he goes, you better do it now because we're never going to be this. And he goes, and yes, he goes, and he goes, and we're playing for wins, not clicks. And he's, and I am keeping receipts. That was his, that was kind of his closing comment. Right. Was get me now because I know I'm I'm not where I want to be yet with this team. But we're, we're going to get there. But we're going to get there. And he says, and when we do, look out. Well, Colorado can find out this coming weekend as they take on. They're at home against USC. And I'm not talking about South Carolina. I'm talking about Southern Cal Cal. and Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams. Um, And, oh, by the way, Georgia travels to Auburn this weekend. I'm going to tell you one of the toughest places to win in the SEC. I don't care how bad they are or what their record is, but one of the toughest stadiums to win a ball game in is Jordan Air. And and I've been there before, tried to do it, uh, went there with – Went there back in the day when Charlie Pell was head coach. His his son was a friend of mine at University of Alabama. They lived in Huntsville. Charlie Pell. We went down and stayed with the Florida team on the plains in Auburn one weekend. And Florida was, I don't know, eight or ten points better, supposedly, than Auburn. And they wound up going home with a loss back to Gainesville. So I'm just telling yeah, you, I got a nephew. It's on the in Auburn's marching band right now. Okay. And, uh, so I've been in a couple of games down there, and it's a, it's a great atmosphere. I I used to coach in Montgomery, Alabama, which is about 30 miles from Auburn. Yeah. And uh, so we'd go to a couple of games here. And, and you it's, know that, it's a that, great atmosphere to play in. And uh, you know, a little plug for my for my nephew. If you see the 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 big bass drum, the one that's that everybody him. should. That's him. Okay. Well, there you go. So. And you know Auburn could have very well looked ahead. Could have been looking ahead to Georgia coming to town this weekend. Who knows? I mean, I, Auburn's their football Auburn's team. Their football team's they, up and down. Yeah, you know, they're they're still not consistent where they want to be sure. or where they've been before. So they're they're still they're still work in progress. Sure. Uh, other other real quick this weekend, uh, Missouri goes to Vanderbilt. LSU and Ole Miss will play each other in Oxford. Uh, That'd be an entertaining game. Yeah, Notre Dame and Duke. Notre Dame travels to Duke. That should be a pretty good game. South Carolina will be at the Vols this weekend. Um, Washington is at Arizona. And let's see, Penn State is playing Northwestern, one of the worst teams in the United States. Florida goes to Kentucky. Be careful, Florida. Kentucky at home up there. Kentucky always plays out of their mind one good game a year. And Kentucky's 4-0, so don't overlook them. All right, we are up against our first break. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. And you know who we're going to talk about on the backside of this break? Somebody that I think set a record for the worst offense in NFL yesterday. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Columbia Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganser. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, or enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food, kids' zone, and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there. There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about. But the hunger crisis in southern Middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. 
thewelloutreach.org. Thewelloutreach.org. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They're timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Time, it goes so fast. It's just another man. 
And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, and it is, yes, I agree with the Bengals. It is a manic Monday, and uh, nothing. They said, now I wish it was Sunday. You, uh, there's another group that doesn't wish it was Sunday over. Can frustrate a Titans fan more than the showing yesterday in Cleveland, Ohio, as they absolutely looked horrendous uh, as they lost 27 to 3 to the uh, Cleveland Browns uh, without Nick Chubb uh, but it, but it wasn't it wasn't the Browns offense is a problem it was a Titans offense it was a problem yeah, it was a classic train wreck you know one of those things you, you don't want to look but you can't help but you can't help but watch it. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> see look at, how bad it really gets. Let's look at some numbers. Ryan Tannehill's Ryan Ryan is basically fifty percent yesterday, thirteen of twenty five for one hundred and four yards. Okay. Derrick Henry had eleven rushes for twenty yards. He averaged one point eight yards a rush. At yeah. one point, Derrick Henry was minus. I think at halftime he was minus seven yards. Yeah, I think and, that. And in his defense, though, it's kind of hard to run. That as soon as you touch the ball, you got two guys hitting you. Well, and I get it. You know that that's tough. I don't care who you are. I get it. That's the tough the to Titans, the t- coach, the Titans yesterday had six. One, two, three, four, five, six first downs to the Browns' twenty-three. On third down conversions, they were two for twelve. Oh, it was a – like I said, it was a total, train wreck all the way around. Total yards. <laughs> total yards. The Titans had 94 total yeah. yards in less, the ball game. That's us for all four quarters, folks. Yeah. I'm not just talking about first quarter, halftime, third quarter, fourth quarter. The whole ball game, 94 yards, and the Browns had 341. They had 68 passing yards. The Titans did to the Browns 263. 26 rushing yards for the entire ball game. Now, I don't know what Mike Vrabel intends on. You know, hold on a minute. Let me get let me give kudos to the best player on the Titans team. And that's our punter. That guy is the best. He is the best punter in the NFL, Stonehouse is, and he is the best player on the Titans team to date this year. And you can call the station, you can call me, I don't give a damn who you call. He is the best player for the Titans. I don't care if Mike Keith and 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 Coach McAdoo call me and, and want to and tell me I'm wrong. I know I'm right. Our best player is the punter, Mr. Stonehouse. Thank the good heavens above that the Titans have him on the team because without him, we'd have probably lost 50 to nothing by him being able to change flip field position with his leg. I, he's obviously the most productive player by far. Uh, and, and you're right. I mean, it's just, it is mystifying that they can play so well and then so bad. Well, they've got you Cincinnati. Know, Guess what? They've got Cincinnati coming. Oh, uh, and two Cincinnati coming to town this yeah, we'll week. See, we'll see how Cincinnati does tonight. Uh, that's right. Stuff, so. and, 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 and you know, so and, you, uh, you just you better get ready because Cincinnati. Yeah. I'm telling you, is not. You know, they might have taken it on the chin the first couple of weeks, but they're going to get it figured out in Cincinnati. Oh yeah, yeah. Burroughs is not going to stay down for very long. 
And uh, and the Titans better hope they have a good night tonight on Monday Night Football and aren't, and don't go oh don't come into Nashville zero and three, because then let me tell you what's going to happen. It ain't going to be good for the Titans. So, Titans fans, you know what can you say? I I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what to tell you except just hang in there. I mean, they they coach. They played the week before. I went to the ball game. They went to overtime yeah. and won twenty seven twenty four over a Los Angeles Chargers team that went into the Vikings this weekend and won. I mean, they're not a bad team. I, this, they, this is the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team. I mean, you never know what team's going to show up. Now, you know, uh, this is not. I mean, it is, I guess it's an excuse, but it's, you know, in somewhat defense of the line, you got two, you're two, you had two starters that were completely out. You know, their center, who's the linchpin, he's, he's been out the whole year. Actually, they have three starters out, excuse me, three out of the five starters out. Uh, the center was out. Uh, you've got uh, their right tackle, I believe, who's yep. out on suspension yep. right now. And then Peter Saronsky is still recovering from his appendicitis surgery. And they deemed it wasn't safe for him to right. to play yet. I, I have a feeling he'll be back this week. But uh, it, even though you know, even even with that, you know, this is an NFL. This is the NFL. Sure. You're, you're supposed to come out, and I have never seen a line at any level be that weak. Uh, almost. Well, if, uh, did, and, and, did you watch Las Vegas last night? They they were almost as bad. Yeah. Trying to keep Pittsburgh. Trying to keep yeah. Alex Highsmith. And Watts out of the back, out of the Las Vegas backfield, they're almost as bad, uh, but not not as bad as just Miles Garrett just bull rushing over the over the left Dillard to left tackle, and it wasn't even it wasn't even a contest. It yeah. wasn't even, he wasn't even pushed back at all. He just bull rushed right. Oh to yeah, the there, there, there wasn't any fancy move about it. He just dropped his shoulder and said, "I'm coming, and you can't stop me," and uh, you know, it just went right through him. Uh, and uh, well, poor, poor, poor Tannehill. You know, as soon as he hit that back foot, he, all of a sudden he had somebody tugging at his shoulder or banging on him or something like that. He couldn't really get set. Um, you know, that's it. All starts. You know, any football coach will tell you this. It all starts with the line. If your line isn't getting anything done, I don't care what kind of superstar you have back there at quarterback or running back. You can't you can't do anything without that line at least being adequate and at least and and they were not even close to adequate this time. I mean it was just uh, it was an embarrassing show uh, by the offensive line. The other thing that was a mystery was the defense. Normally the defense is the the bright spot for the Titans and uh, their defensive backfield was just very very undisciplined this year this this week. Um, a lot of penalties that uh, that kept drives going. I mean, I I counted three times at least. If there were, I'm sure there were more, but I counted the three times off the top of my head that they had the play stop. They had a third and long or third and medium stopped, and either had a hold or a pass interference that kept the the play going. There there, there was one where uh, I think there was a roughing the passer one time that was that kept the play going. So. Just yeah, it. What's so frustrating is that they'll turn around. Now, probably next week they'll probably play lights out against lights Cincinnati. Lights out again. I, I, mean, and, I would hope. You, you just can't get any consistency out of this team. Well, and Derrick Henry. That's the, that's the worst part about it. After the game, Derrick Henry um, said, "We can't can't go in the quarter 
corner, <clears throat> excuse me, we can't go in the corner and cry about it. Um, who Henry had minus seven yards rushing at halftime. He said, uh, we have to get better. You never want to lose like that. They were the better team in all three phases of the game. I am not happy. Everyone on the offense is not happy. We've just got to find a way. We have a lot of room to grow from a lot of adversity early on in the season, is what he said. Now, um, don't forget that a two-time rushing champion, Derrick Henry, has 163 yards this year on 51 carries through three games, okay? Um, and there's been a common denominator, Coach, for all of, t- all of the Titans' losses, and that's poor offensive showing. And, uh, you know, you've got a quarterback that's in the fourth year, talking about Tannehill, uh, a veteran quarterback is in the final year of a four-year, $120 million contract. And I mean, and he says it's frustrating. Obviously, he said, Tan, "This is Tannehill. Haven't haven't been a part of a whole lot of games here that ended like that." He said, "Not the way we wanted to go out and play on any side of the ball. We got to get better." Well, thank yeah. you, thank you, Captain Obvious. Well, I just, Tannehill, we appreciate he, he's you. in a tough spot right now. We appreciate you as, saying as, that as the leader of the team and, and stuff. He can't he can't go out publicly and throw his line under the bus. He can't do that because they're the ones that got to play in front of him. He's going to be the the quintessential team man. So it's all we. It's all, and that's good. He's supposed to do that. Okay, I'm not faulting him for that. But you know, let's let's say what it is. When you're running for your life, you can't produce. <laughs> no. When you're getting absolutely hit, not. When you're getting hit before you can finish your drop back, you can't produce. If you're Henry and you're getting hit as you get the ball, you can't there's run. not a whole lot you can do about okay. it. I guess so. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's going to come back. To, they're going to have to get this line solidified. Hopefully, they're going to get a couple of guys back. You know, the one back from suspension. Hopefully, Saronsky's going to come back. Uh, they get they get their center back. Hopefully, you know, you getting three out of five starters out. But they've been there before sure. and played better before. Okay. So, uh, well, let's yeah. just see what happens. But it's it's it was. Sad. It was so bad that it's it, it's it was hard pain, to explain. And, pain, and painful to watch. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's the train wreck. You don't want to look, but you can't look away. <laughs> Congratulations to the Green Bay Packers. They came back from a 17-point deficit to win that ball game in the end. Jordan Love uh, looks pretty good. Of course, the Saints lost Derek Carr, and they had to bring in Jameis Winston. But Jameis Winston has also been a starting quarterback in the NFL. But, however, they went – Packers went down 17 nothing, came all the way back and won by one point, 18 17. Uh, what about the Dolphins? I mean, I, wow. You know, Tua, and, and, and let me tell you, we it's possibly, hard to put 70 up when you're playing against air. Well, <laughs> do let you know alone what, against the team. Do you know what the NFL record number of points is? 76? Two. 72. Okay. All right. So they just, and they would have broken that, but Mike McDaniels, um, the kind of Poindexter-looking, glasses-wearing – not that everybody wears glasses. I wear glasses. But he, he's a kind of little skinnier cat. And he uh, he knelt on the ball at the end when they could have kicked the field goal and set, and set the scoring set the record. record. But he guess what? He used to be a ball boy for the Denver Broncos, and that's who they were playing. So uh, they beat uh, the Broncos yesterday 70-20. to 20. Now, get, get a load of this, folks. Through three games – the Miami Dolphins have 1,651 yards through three games, which is 
That's the most ever. 130 points during this three games, the first three games of the of the year. Only the 68 Cowboys had more points than the Miami Dolphins. Running back Devin Ashane, who's a rookie, and Raheem Mostert, each running back for the Dolphins had four touchdowns apiece. What a fantasy just, <laughs> you know, I mean, awesome. Um, Tua. Did you have either one of them on your team? Tua. Uh, no, but I have Tua and I have Tyree Kill. Okay. Um, you had a good day then. <laughs> Tua, and I'm not sure which half it was. It might have been the first half. He went 16 for 16 for two touchdowns. I mean, that's a, coach, that's a perfect half of football in the NFL. 16 for 16 with two touchdowns. Um, in a league where you throw the ball away a lot just to, to avoid a big loss. Absolutely. You know? and absolutely. I mean, it, it's incredible. So we might be witnessing the best offense ever uh, depending on how the rest of the season goes. So pay attention to the Miami Dolphins and see how they uh, – you know, how, how they end up uh, towards the end of the season. The Patriots ended up winning 15-10 to 10 at the Jets. Of course, I have the Jets plus three points at home, and the score is 13-10 late in the ball game, and the Jets get sacked in the end zone for a safety and pushes the line by five points, and I lose my bet. That was a bad beat right there. The Bills took care of the Commanders, no problem, 37-3. The Texans took care of the Jaguars at the Jaguars, which is kind of surprising. I would, I would that consider that kind of blew my picks. That's definitely an upset. That blew my picks up. The Colts won at the Ravens. Believe that's it or not, that, that, that's another one. Can that you believe that? that? It was that was crazy. The Colts won at the Ravens under Gar Gardner Minshew, and that game went into overtime. Um, the Panthers zero and three, lost by ten at the Seahawks, which was predictable. Uh, the 0-3 Bears, I don't know what the Bears are going to do. We're going to talk a little bit about the Kansas City game and the big romance that's brewing up in Kansas City right now uh, when we get back from the break. Uh, Cowboys, you know what? Give it up to the Cardinals and Joshua Dobbs. Uh, another uh, one that blew my picks. Tennessee quarterback, <laughs> Joshua Dobbs and the Cardinals, 12-point underdogs at home against the Cowboys have been playing great. They beat, them, beat the Cowboys 28-16. And then last night, the Poorly Raiders at home in Las Vegas get beat by the visiting Steelers 23-18. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. We're going to take our last break, and we'll be right back. It's going to be a good night. That tonight's going to be a good night. That tonight's going to be a good, good night. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. 
This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Once I had an empire in a golden age, I was held up so high. I used to be great. They used to cheer when they saw my now I fear I have fallen from grace And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. And on the board and spinning the tunes is Coach Mike, as that was a little Tay-Tay Swift going on in Castles Crumbling, which was the video, uh, concert video, that Lane Kiffin put on Twitter, posted on Twitter before the Alabama game. Uh, Now, whether he was, you know, there are hundreds of Taylor Swift songs to put on Twitter, right? Why would Lane Kiffin pick Castles Crumbling by Taylor Swift to put on his Twitter account right before the Alabama game? Was he referring to Nick Saban? Was he referring to maybe the Alabama dynasty was crumbling under Nick Saban? Was that what he was referring yeah, to? He's taking a little cattle prod right there and poking him a little okay. bit. Maybe get, felt trying a little, to get under his skin. Maybe and, felt a little different on the bus ride back uh, to Oxford. I, I honestly I don't think he did. Don't I think, think it, 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 it was okay. no, no, not right. Kiffin. He he took a a calculated risk. Okay, he took a he took a shot to see if he could stir up some interest in the game, and he did. Okay, he got accomplished. Well, what he Taylor wanted. Swift was seen uh, around Kansas City this weekend, driving around in a uh, convertible, cla- old classic convertible, it looked like a Chevelle maybe to me, what I could tell from it. But uh, Travis Kelsey, they say escorted by number eighty-seven. Travis Kelsey, the tight end for All-Star Superstar, uh, tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, was driving, and Taylor Swift was riding. Rumors, rumors. There are some extracurricular. I, I don't. I think the rumors have been put to bed. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's a full-blown deal now. Uh, Taylor was in the luxury VIP suite, sitting next to Travis Kelsey's mother. Uh, for the Kansas City game, um, Travis did get a, a touchdown thrown to him as uh, Darlene. Not, not, I call him Darlene. Darlene Connors on uh, anyway um, on Roseanne. Uh, it, but it's uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah, he said he had to give him. He said he had to give him a little. He had to. He had to give him a little love, so he threw him a touchdown. Pass. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but if you know who Darlene Connors is, they look just alike. But anyway, uh, so it's a it's a deal now. And imagine, hey, coach, imagine all the Swifties, all the young uh, Swifties that are going to be tuning in to NFL football now to catch a glimpse yep. of their uh, iconic idol uh, Taylor Swift. I mean, it's 
It's going to be incredible moving forward. She's going to be at every Kansas City game, waving to all the fans as her boyfriend is running up and, and down the you field. You know the TV stations are going to zero. They're going to find her, zero in on her a little bit, especially if I mean Kelsey Fox, does something good. And I, did you watch any of the broadcast? A little uh, bit. Fox not, couldn't not keep, look. Fox Fox couldn't keep the cameras off the woke Miss Swift. Okay, they. I mean, it was just. It, I mean, every chance they got, they show the woke Miss yeah. Swift. I mean, it was it was incredible, and she was jumping up and down and beating on the glasses that the glass that was there uh, uh, on the outside of the box. So, uh, you know, hey. You know, love is a is a crazy thing, Coach. I mean, you know, it's it's just I, now. I don't know. Now, here's the I, question: Is he going to become the next subject of one of her heartbreak songs? And you know, it, it, very well, she might have already written a song. Who knows? Uh, she might just have one that she keeps just just in case when just that happens. Just in case, you know. Okay, uh, over the weekend, uh, history was made as Haley Van Horries Van Van Voorhees. Uh, made history. Like I said, history was made. She was the first woman to do what, Coach? Seems like I knew this at one time, and I can't remember now. So. She was the first woman to play in an NCAA football game in a position besides kicker. Okay. She played safety for Shenandoah, a Division Three Shenandoah. And her name, again, was Haley Van Voorhees. She was the first woman to play. She played safety for Shenandoah, and she was the first woman to play NCAA football. She played for a Division three school. However, she played safety, and she's broken that glass window. Uh, congratulations. Team Europe retained the Solheim Cup with a 14-14 tie versus the United States. It's the first ever tie in the history of the Solheim Cup, and I want to say the Solheim Cup's been around for a while. It's not the Ryder Cup. I guess that's just a warm-up or something for the Ryder Cup. But anyway, there's another, um, you know, I don't know about pro golf. I, it's hard for me to get excited. <laughs> it's about like soccer to me, Coach. It's just hard for me to get excited. Uh, golf is one of those games. Excited. It's fun to play. You know, it's fun to be involved in in, in the – you know the, the the strategy of of trying to play it and the frustration of trying to play it, but yeah, watching it unless you're just a big golf fan, watching it's kind of tough. Absolutely, it is. Now, Major League Baseball standing, folks, and I don't know whether you all realize, but there's only about six games left in Major League Baseball regular seasons. Some some have five games, some have six games left. But if the playoffs were to start today. In the American League, you'd have Baltimore, Texas, and Minnesota as division winners. And then as wild card, you'd have Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Houston. Uh, just behind Houston is Seattle. They're only a game back from Houston in that wild card spot. So these last five games could certainly tell who's going to make the playoffs in the American League. Now in the National League, Philadelphia – excuse me. Uh, let me go back. National League – Already division winners are Atlanta, the Dodgers, and Milwaukee. Uh, and the wild cards would right now, today, go to Philadelphia, Arizona, and the Cubs. But just outside the Cubs, a game back is Miami. And just a game back, one game back from Miami is Cincinnati. And though all those teams 
are right there with about five to six about five to six games to play before the fall classic cranks up, and that's you know, it's always fun. Yeah, I always I always pay a lot yeah. more attention. To, oh, base, to, to, playoff to, baseball to the play, is a whole lot playoff more. Playoff yeah. baseball than regular season. A whole lot more intense. Just like the NBA is. Uh, I mean – Did you ever find out I, – I didn't get a chance this weekend to do any research on it. Do they still have the one-game playoff for, you know, Coach, for one I, of the I wild do, card spots? I do not know. Now, I, I remember back in the day, we're probably 1975, 76, way before most of our listeners were even born. But the Boston Red Sox and the Yankees ended up tying in the American League East, and they had to have a one-game playoff. Uh, and I believe it was in Fenway, and Bucky Dent, I think, hit a home run in the game, in the like yeah. very late innings of that ball game, or got some type of late inning hit. And the Yankees went on to win that series, and it was very famous. But that was back in the day before all this. Another another one of the reiterations of the Boston curse from the Bambino. Yes, absolutely. So uh, tonight on Mo- we've got we got another doubleheader on Monday Night Football tonight, folks. I, I don't you know I, it's more games to watch, uh, more more players to bet on. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are at the Buccaneers. The Magic Eight Ball says take. The Buccaneers plus a five. Um, the Rams are visiting the Bengals, and the Magic Eight Ball says take the Bengals, take the zero and two Bengals at home. I can see that the Bengals plus. plus oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me back up for a second. Let me back up just one second. I misread that. The eight ball said take both the underdogs tonight. Take. Take the Buccaneers at home plus a point. Make sure you get that right. I am. I am. I want to get it right, guys. Take the Buccaneers plus the points at home against the Eagles and take the Rams plus the points against the Bengals tonight. If you want to, you can go on FanDuel, and I I like to bet players to score touchdowns. How about Joe Mixon tonight for Cincinnati? Mike Evans for Tampa Bay. Otten, the tight end for Tampa Bay. Hurts, quarterback for Philadelphia. Devontae Smith, the receiver for Philadelphia. Kyron Williams, a running back for Los Angeles Rams. T. Higgins, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, we're up against. You got about 30 more seconds if you want to. Okay. Something else you want to throw in there. Well, Well, we'll just give about 30 seconds to to our high school teams that yeah, both of them I kind of took it on the chin <laughs> this this weekend. Yeah, they could they could they could they could look for brighter days in the future too. Yeah, couldn't it they? was uh, it was a tough tough weekend for for uh, both Columbia Central, uh, Spring Hill. I don't know. I, I don't remember. I I think Mount yeah Mount, Mount Pleasant, Pleasant got beat as yeah. well. The only team, uh, only local team that was able to pull it CA, out wasn't it? was CA. Okay. So all right, and one more pick for tonight, folks. Take the under in the Cincinnati Rams game. Under in the Cincinnati. The eight ball just got that in right at the last second. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. Coach Mike in the studio. We will talk to you on Thursday.